Well, good morning, church. Great to uh, have you or to be with you in one way or another this morning. It's great and um, wonderful to worship and have communion, knowing that everyone's participating. It's a, it's a great thing. It's awesome. Well, thank you, music team, for worshiping with us and leading us in that. That's beautiful. I love worshiping and feeling as though I'm walking in His presence uh, with all my emotions as well. I think it's great. Great. Well, here we are, the 21st of June. I love the 21st of June because it is the winter solstice here in Australia. And that means tomorrow the days start getting longer. And one of the biggest fascinating things, I'm not sure whether you know about it, is the bees understand that the days are getting longer. And uh, I read an article, the bees actually look at the length of the day more than they do of the temperature as to how they produce honey. So today is the beginning of making more honey. So that's a good day. I think it's great for everyone. And, um, but I love the summer months as well. So I do love the bit of rain which we're having locally here at the moment and I hope that continues for a little bit more. And, and um, I do love the snuggling weather, but bring on summer. So tomorrow is the first day towards summer. It's great. But today is also the day in which we launch our seed sowing season, if you like. And um, we'll be not taking up an offering today, of course, but uh, we will be putting it towards. And I'm going to ask you, church, that you will continue to prayerfully consider what you feel as though the Lord would have you sow today. Because it's very, very uh, blessing. It's a great blessing to be able to do that, but it's a blessing for all those around us as we do so. And it's been incredible. Over the last few weeks, um, I've been preaching out of Ezekiel chapter 47. And um, Ezekiel 40 to 47 is an incredible passage where he just has this vision of the temple, which I believe is the third temple. There's two other temples, the first temple that Solomon built, and then there's Herod's temple that came along 500 years, so years later. But I think he's actually prophesying over the third temple and um, I spoke a few weeks ago about how that third temple actually is us, both individually and collectively, the church. And we are the temple of God. God dwells within us. And we are the temple that the world can see. And in his prophecy, he says, out of this temple flows a river and that river flows. And I actually think that that river could really be um, interpreted as it's the kingdom of God. From that temple, from his church, this river flows where the people can see the kingdom of God. And when Jesus came, the curtain was rent in two in the temple. In other words, this temple is no, need, no longer needed. The, the second temple is no longer needed. Um, God's presence won't be there anymore. It will be in his people. And he introduced the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is his kingdom where things happen his ways. And that God um, would dwell with these people, but also would affect others through the people, the temple which, from which the river's flowing out from. And um, I went, as I read this many weeks ago, I really felt this is a prophetic word over our church. God is speaking to us. So this is the fifth message I'll be preaching around here, I think, or third or fourth. And Naomi preached on it a great sermon last week. And I encourage you, if you did not hear that message, I encourage you, Get that message, it's on the webpage. You can actually watch it as if it's live and you can actually get a real blessing from that. It's great. The first six verses out of Ezekiel 50, uh, 47, he's talking about this river and he actually takes the, the one who's listening, takes Ezekiel 
for a walk in that river. And he went 500 metres and it's ankle deep. And then 500 more metres and it's knee deep and 500 more metres and it's waist deep and then 500 more metres and he couldn't touch the bottom anymore. And as I read that, I realised in the, in the kingdom of God, you can choose to be ankle deep in it if you like. You can choose to be knee deep, you can choose to be waist deep or you can choose to just be fully submersed in it. And um, I looked at that and I thought, wow. And as God started speaking to me about his favour, you see his favour is all wrapped up in his kingdom. And I think the favour of God is available to every believer. But it's not until you are fully submersed that you make it, um, you're more aware of it and more applicable to your life is when you're actually in that area. And I've, I've, I've experienced that. I've experienced where I was ankle deep. Where, you know, you're, you're kicking around in it a little bit. It's nice, it's good. But you don't experience the full depth of it. I've been knee deep, I've been waist deep. But it's not until when I got to a point where I can't touch the bottom, where I'm totally submerged in his kingdom, where he is fully in control of every aspect of my life where I've surrendered all elements to it, to him, that's when I'm actually more aware of his favour than ever before. I'm aware of it. It's so applicable to my life. I can see it in my family. I can see it in their families. And I think it's to do with the depth of the, how deep we go into his kingdom or how much we absorb our lives into his kingdom. That's what I think it is. And... Uh, I actually look at this more and more and I look at the depths and when you look at Naomi's message last week, it was just really eye-opening. I want you to know that wherever you're at in your journey, we have grace for that. I'm not going to judge anyone from where you're at. But I do want to encourage you as your pastor, take a step into the deeper. Don't just stay in the shallows. If you're in the ankle deep, why don't you take a step into the knee deep and allow God to take more control of your life and see what it does. I've got grace. I don't mind where you are. I love you no matter where you're at. But I just know that as if you were to actually find yourself in the full depth, you'd be more aware of the favour on your life than what you are right now. And that's what I desire mostly from you or in your life. Ezekiel 47, the second half of this passage about the river, I want to read to you because I want to speak about what happens when we see this river and when we apply this river and what's this river all about? And in verse six, it says this, and he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Wow, just that line there. Son of man, have you seen this? Then he led me back to the banks of the river. In other words, he wants to show you something. He wants your eyes to see something. He wants you to notice something about this kingdom of God. He, he wants you to understand what the kingdom of God is really about. Son of man, have you seen this? Verse seven, as I went back, I saw on the banks of the river very many trees <clears throat> on the side, on one side and on the other. <clears throat> and he said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, the Dead Sea, where it enters the sea. And then the waters flow into the sea and the water will become fresh. Son of man, have you seen this? Salty water which nothing can live in turns fresh. Let's read on, verse nine. 
And wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live life. It's a river of life, the kingdom. And there will be very many fish for this water goes there that the waters of the sea may become fresh. So everything will live where the river goes. Son of man, can you see this? Verse 10, fishermen will stand beside the sea. From En Gedi to Eneglaim, it will be a place for the spreading of nets. Its fish will be of very many kinds, like the fish of the great sea, son of man. Have you seen this? But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left to be salt, for salt. Verse 12, and on the banks on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail. Son of man, have you seen this? But they will bear fresh fruit every month before the waters, well, sorry, because the waters for them flows from the sanctuary, from the temple. For their fruit will be for good and their leaves for healing. Son of man, have you seen this? Strong nation church, can you see this? Here we have a river and I would suggest the deep end of the river mainly. Looking up at the banks, trees flourishing, producing fruit every month, all throughout the year. Food to, for people to find nourishment on the banks of the river. Those on the skirts, those who are watching in, those who the river hasn't gotten to fully yet. I see it, you know, they will bear fruit every month because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. I read this and I really felt God. You have favoured us so much and I realise why. You see, church, you are favoured. You've heard me say this for the last few months. I've been beating on about it a fair bit, about the favour of God in you. You are favoured. Your family is favoured. Your marriage is favoured. I want to keep declaring it over your life. I'll keep declaring it over my life. But the best thing about it is this. We know why we're favoured. It's just not so that we can have a great life. It's, not, it's just not so that you know, we can be happy all the time. In fact, even though the favour of God is on us, it doesn't guarantee happiness all the time. There's some tragedies that happen, but that's when the favour of God actually comes into its main. That's when it becomes necessary. When tragedies like loss happens. That's what the favour of God's about, to get you through those moments. He is with us, He is in us, He is around us and He's moving through our lives. That's the favour of God and it's on you. But like I said before, it is best experienced when you're fully in the depth of this kingdom, when you can't touch the bottom anymore. All options are now out. You only have the one option of remaining in Him all the time, 24-7. We know why we are favoured. We'll be taking up our offering, our seed offering, we call it. I'll explain that later. And um, we did this last year. And uh, last year we actually challenged ourselves on financial discipleship. 
How do we treat our finances as disciples of Jesus Christ? And we, we took the challenge on this and we did a lot of study about tithing and how important tithing is. You see, the thing about tithing, 10% of your increase. One thing I've, I've, I believe about this, it's actually something you don't give, you actually pay it. It actually doesn't belong to you. It actually belongs to God. It's His. And I've, I've decided in my life, Naomi and I, we've decided that it will always come first, the tithe. Why? Because it's not ours, it's His. And we're just giving back to Him. And what that does, it shows where we prioritise Him in our lives with our practical means. He's first in everything in our lives. That's what tithing's about. And I believe what that does, it actually opens you up to the blessing of the Lord even more. It actually helps you. It's an indication that you're floating along in this deep, deep water where you can actually see God's kingdom and why he does what he does. It's because you're floating in the deep end because you've surrendered all that to him, giving him what is yours, what is his actually. It must come first. Then we also learn as we studied this last year that the seed that we sow is what comes after the tithe. That we sow it for a harvest. That we sow it to see more increase. And it's things that we love to sow into many things. Uh, you know, it could be a charity, it could be helping someone down the street. That's, that's what the seed is about. And that's proportionate to what we harvest. I actually don't think the tithe is proportionate to what we harvest. It's just giving God or allowing God to have back what is his. It's, it's paying it to him. But the blessing is in the seed. And I, I know that, uh, I think it's um, Robert Morris, or it could be um, the guy from New Zealand, who actually says that, uh, don't try sowing seed without first paying your tithes. That, that, that's the wrong way around. Pay your tithes first. And church, you've done this. And as a result, we've been actually able to put down our pastors from our other two churches on staff two days a week and also a generations pastor so that we can really sow in with ministry with um, ministry gifted people to actually sow into the body and to help the churches and to serve the churches in that way so well done because I think that's what tithing's for tithing's actually for the everyday needs of the church the practical needs but the seed is not the seed is for a harvest to seed is actually so we can expand the kingdom and see the kingdom really flourish. That's what the seed is about. And um, so we've actually seen some great things and you, you, you've responded really, really well. Last year's seed offering was beyond belief and obviously you've grabbed hold of this whole concept of sowing seed for a harvest because we're able to actually use our tithe for what it's actually meant to be used for, not having to use our tithe for other things. We used our seed to be able to sow into many things. We were actually able to put a chaplain in our mountains area at Ellison School. Kelsey up there doing a great job. One day a week, she's actually in the school up there now, blessing a community because you sowed seed last year. We were actually able to sow finances into Oberon Church with Pastor Joe out there doing a great job. I hear it might be snowing out there tomorrow. And, um, but she's able to put on a, a generations pastor for a church which has all these baby Christians who are high schoolers. So, because you sowed seed. You sowed seed and we were able to do so many things like um, the COVID crisis hits and we become aware of need in our communities where families actually don't have much food. 
I know I'm a chaplain at Windsor High School one day a week and I, I walk in there and the vice principal says, Rick, do you know where we can find some food for some families? Absolutely, had no hesitation. Why? Because you sowed seed last year. We were able to pour it in. I know that Sammy doing a great work at South Windsor. Also, every week we take fresh food into South Windsor Primary School for the families there and people are, kids are loving that. We want to, we're actually up at Ellison. We're also putting hampers there and Lakes Christian College, we're putting hampers there. We're able to do that because you sowed seed last year without a hesitation. I want to increase this. There's so much need. And I think we're actually on the tip of the iceberg with the COVID crisis and people needing food, especially kids. I want to increase this. I want to, I want to take that further. That's all last year, but also last year, because of last year's giving, COVID hits and we can't meet. But because you guys have actually sowed, we're able to actually set up a whole live streaming thing. But might I say, Chris Wilson, I want to say a big thank you because we utilise all of his gear and uh, he's done really, really well. The team here are clapping him. Thank you so much, mate. And Shannon Mann, you have been a legend leading this team and pulling it together and so that we can actually beam this into houses actually literally all over the world. But we're able to extend this now because of your giving last year. We're actually building a room to be able to house the control room and everything like that. Didn't even have to hesitate. We're getting more equipment. Didn't even have to hesitate because of your seed. And people are being blessed literally all over the world right now because you sowed seed. That's what last year's did. You see, when you sow seed for a harvest on the river banks, you see so much fruit, but you don't only sow for that harvest, you actually see for a, sow seed for a harvest in your own life as well. And I think you're seeing it in families, in, in our families, in your lives. So well done, last year was an incredible year, but here we are in 2020. And we've come to the season again. And I wanna to explain to you just in the next few minutes a bit more of what I want us to do, where this will be going. The beginning of this year, um, we set out the plan to really concentrate on Cambodia for our, our frontiers giving. And, um, but we haven't been able to have a conference um, where we focus in on that. And we haven't been able to do our weekly frontiers focus. And, um, and I think it's good because I would actually like to combine all of our seed giving into the one area. And we're gonna be focusing in on Cambodia. Of course, our frontiers in Cambodia is so important. Our church up there is great. I love what's happening up there. First of all, we support the Prevo family who right now are in Australia and around August, September or whenever they're allowed to, we'll be heading back to Cambodia and just to really be like father and mother over the team over there who are doing brilliant work. And I love what Ben and Theda have been doing and I, I so appreciate their heart. I remember talking to Ben once and tears welled up in his eyes. He says, Rick, we just wanna see a church in every village, a church in every village. And I believe that's a word from the Lord and I love what their children are doing. They're great children. So we support them and we're gonna to continue to support them. Uh, while they're in Australia, why don't you have them over for dinner and get them to tell you about what they've been doing. Not only that though, we also have Uddom and Lekena. Uddom's a great man. Let me tell you, Uddom is an amazing leader. He's a strong leader. He makes disciples. He has vision and purpose from God and he's sacrificially living it. And we employ him and we, 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 we support him is probably a better way to say it. And we sow finances into that ministry. And I know, I know for a fact he actually sows that, which we give him into others as well. He's a good leader. 
and he's raised, raised a good church there with full of good disciples. He reaches out into a place called Maimot, a village which needed leadership. He came in there and he brought great leadership into that. And now there's a good church up there. Oh, we're going to continue supporting this amazing couple. But there's also, um, you would all know, Minset and Jen. Jen's having her health challenges right now. There's actually a bit of good news today. If you look at social media, her blood counts are actually increasing, which is what we're believing for. And, uh, and her husband, Minset, again, a great leader, a good leader. And what we want, as soon as Jen's able to, and as soon as the government will allow them to, head back to Cambodia and begin in a real uh, practical sense, Strong Village. And Strong Village will basically designed to actually help anyone living the village life who needs help. If they need medical help, we'll find it. If they need educational help, we'll find it. And it will all be encased in the gospel of a local church. That's what we want to do. And these, this amazing couple, which I think God brought together, has an incredible passion and vision for this. And we're going to continue supporting them because they are worthy of, of, of the support and they have great fruit already. But I can't wait until we really launch into this strong village. It's going to be good. Also in Phnom Penh in Cambodia, we actually have Deb Neal. Now, Deb's amazing. She was part of the Riverlands Church and, and when it became Penrith Church, we actually increased our giving to her because of the work she does, I think is really worthy. She runs a daycare centre up there in Phnom Penh, basically for mums who, if they didn't have a place to keep their kids during the day, could not work or earn anything. And she's enabled so many mums to study, to work, while she looks after their kids. She's got a whole team there. She manages it. Deb is a genius. She's amazing. And we want to continue supporting this great work. Why? Because I think it's what Jesus would do. I think he'd want his church to do it. So that's what we want to focus on. And like I said, we haven't been focusing on frontiers. The giving's been coming in. But you know what? I want to see a lot more. I want to be able to give these people pay rises. I want to be able to sow more finance into this, to see our church in Cambodia multiply. That's what frontiers is about. Multiplication into the frontiers of which we haven't reached yet. We will never stop making disciples and we will never stop seeing churches planted. That's what we will do. And we've got a willing team, a great team up there who are willing to do it. We're going to continue supporting them. So that's, this seed offering will go towards that. But not only that, at home, we've got need and I want to start pouring more finance into Strong Nation Community Services. That focuses in not just in the Hawkesbury but also into Penrith and the mountains, we want to extend even further into those two areas. But it does a great work. It really does. We have emergency relief. We have food care here, which, which we don't get a lot of funds for. But I want to be able to expand that. The need for food is so important, especially for young kids. I hate hearing kids going hungry. It shouldn't happen in our nation, ever. And I want to make sure the, the hand of the church, Jesus Christ's hand, is the one keep putting food in their hands. That's what we're going to continue to do. We're reopening our op shop very shortly. And um, Bruce is really building a team there and we're going to relaunch it and, and uh, really make that to continue to become a blessing of the, of, the, of the area in the Hawkesbury here too. I mentioned hampers before. We're going to have food available for anyone who wants it. But what I love about it is I want to put the hampers in your hands, church. If you know of anyone who needs food, Hampers are in your hands, no questions asked. You can just go put it wherever you want. That's what we want to do. We've got food, we're making food available for Karen Stuttle who up at, 
up at the Bilpin, Karajong area who is doing a great work up there with Mountains of Joy where God is just opening up doors where she can bless more people. Oh, it's incredible. We wanna be able to put on a, a, um, another chaplain in um, our chaplaincy team. Jordan Springs Primary School is opening up, I think in just a matter of weeks. And we wanna offer another chaplain to actually go in there one day a week, why? Because a mum or a dad in that school is just a blessing. Like I said before, I'm a chaplain at Windsor High School and I love being in there and I've really realised my role is like a dad of the school. And people see me that way and we've got Elijah in there as well, another young man from Windsor Baptist. We want to extend our chaplaincy team and we want to be able to do that with the seed that is being sown. Another thing that's at my heart, and I just want to let you know, we've started a program a couple of years ago called Building Strong Men. It's a boys to men coming of age program. And a few of the men in the churches, in all three churches, have helped be mentors in that over the years. And um, I look around at our world, especially right now, at the chaos that is happening in many areas, even in our own nation. And I see one of the biggest needs in this world is fathers. One of the biggest holes that we have is fathers. Fatherlessness is a chronic issue that is happening all over the world. And this mentoring program that we've established and run and seen great success with could be an answer that we have. And I'm searching for more answers, but this could be an answer to seeing fatherlessness not be such an issue anymore. Raising young men when they're young enough to learn to actually become the fathers which they ultimately will become. But what we need is we need more dads. And we've got so many great fathers in our church to come alongside and say, hey, let's do this. Pay a price, but we also need finance. And I wanna sow some seed funds into this so that we can actually see more young men being mentored. Someone once said to me, what about the young girls? Shouldn't we have something for them? I'm convinced if we can mentor these young men, lots of them, it helps every young lady around them. That's what we've got for the girls at this point. Also, we're actually wanting to establish a counselling service here. We're building rooms for it. Big need in our society is, is counselling, especially for young people, but also victims of domestic violence. We want to be able to help with that as well. Big issues. We've got so many dreams. We need resources. This is where we sow seeds into. This is what our seed offering is all about. We want to set up a proper counselling service with professional counsellors who are doing the work. That I, I understand the waiting list is huge. We've just got to get that in place and we'll be doing that shortly. I want to provide also for every person in, in our church who would say, hey, I've got a need in my community. We want to help you find the need, the answer to the need. That's what it's about. Amen. And also, our physical presence. I want to sow into that as well. Of course, we've got our rents for our venues in which we meet. We've got the, um, you know, the improvements we want to make on the building here at Hawkesbury as well. We want to be able to sow into that but also our live streaming. Um, I'm aware that this reaches so wide and it actually blesses other people. So therefore, I'm normally not a fan of this sort of thing, but I've become a great fan of this because of who it could help and how far it could actually spread the kingdom, the river. Look up on the banks. How many more people are on the banks now because we're actually doing this? As I said, we're buying equipment, but I wanna be able to extend this even further. We can do that because of seed. That's why we're sowing our seed, church. 
so that a harvest could happen. Look up on the banks. Can you see it, son of man? Can you see it, church? Look up on the banks. They're drinking from the river. I want them to drink even more. I want to spread the weather, the river further. I'm hoping people will find themselves in the river and creating their own river banks. That's what I believe. Son of man, can you see it? In a few weeks' time, I suspect restrictions are going to be released even more in New South Wales. And um, I've got a lot of uh, ideas, but I really want to get a word from the Lord about where we go as a church because I don't think he wants us to go back to what we were. I think there's a new normal coming. It'll be different, but just as well we're used to different, hey? Church, as we sow seed, regardless of where we go, there will be a harvest. But I know, this is what I'm definite about, is where we go as a church will have a lot to do with Ezekiel's river. It'll have a lot to do with that, seeing that river wind into communities, wind into streets, wind into schools, wind into workplaces. That's what this river is about. This is a word from the Lord. I'm convinced of it into my heart. And um, in a few weeks' time, I'm gathering all the leaders together and we're gonna share a vision, a think, I think about where we're headed. Church, we wanna be able to do this and we're gonna do it. I'm gonna ask you, would you sow in for the harvest? Would you? I just wanna read from you 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. It's a scripture always used about sowing seeds. Paul writes this, he says, now he who sows, supplies, sorry, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also, also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. He supplies the seed. He gives you seed. Has He supplied some for you? Would you sow it? Now maybe you've sown it in a great organisation like Compassion. Good on you. I'm not saying it has to be sown just in our church. Just sow, just sow seed. Maybe there's a neighbour down the road and you just wanted to bless them financially. Good on you. That's what we should be doing. I'm gonna ask you to sow seed that He's provided for you. If you don't have any more seed to sow, that's okay. I'm just glad you're sowing seeds. You might not have much seed. I'm just gonna ask you, would you sow some? This is a good thing to sow it into. I don't, want to, I don't want you to act out of compulsion. I don't want you to feel as though you have to give. I want you to just to sow seed. And this is a good thing you can sow into. He increases your store. That's the promise with this, as you sow the seed. He increases the amount of seed for next time and you can sow more. What I want you to do is sow seed. Why? So your family can be blessed with even more seed so that you can bless even more people. But also it says there that He also increases the harvest of your righteousness. And I interpret that the trees on the edge of the river, the people around you, it increases the harvest there. Maybe it makes the river bigger. Maybe it produces more rivers that come off this river. I don't know. But what I do know is that many people will feel the love and the hand of God. That's why we do it. It's up to the Lord to bring them into His kingdom. 
what we do is we bless them. We let them know that there is a God in heaven who loves them so much that when we found out they were hungry, we fed them. That's what we do. We love Cambodians that much that we provide seeds that the kingdom can grow over there. Only He can bring people into the kingdom. But we wanna spread that river as wide as we can. That's what we do. Church, will you join me? Will you join me? You're a generous church and I think you're favoured. I think one of the major things is this, is because we here at Strong Nation Church, we know what to do with the favour. It's meant to go through us, not to us. That's why we do what we do. I could stand here for the next two or three hours telling you about testimony after testimony of times Naomi and I have sowed seed. We are so blessed. We are more blessed than we should be. The favour of God is on our lives. I'm starting to see my grandkids now and look at the favour of God on them. My children are so favoured. I think the big secret is dwelling in that river where you can't touch the bottom anymore. And as a result of being in there, you just sow seeds because you understand what it means. You understand the need. You understand the vision of the kingdom. That's what it's about. So again, church, I'm gonna ask you, would you sow seed? Sow it in faith. Sow as the Lord has asked you to and rejoice in knowing that you will see a harvest, I think in your storehouse, but also on the edges of the river is where you're gonna see the harvest as well. We're gonna be leaving up on the screen a little bit longer the giving details and I wanna make something clear. We've got two accounts in which you can invest into. Um, one of them is non-tax deductible giving. It comes towards the church here. The tax deductible giving goes towards the community services and we're doing everything correct and legal. And, um, but we are aware that some people, you know, if they're able to give tax deductibly, they're able to sow more seeds. So go ahead and sow more. Um, just letting you know all the community services stuff is tax deductible and also is giving to Jenny and Minset Chun because the work they're doing over there is relieving poverty. It's really doing a great work. The programs in which they run is tax deductible. So uh, I want you to consider what you're able to do. Now, if everybody gave to tax deductibility, we wouldn't be able to do a lot of the other stuff. Could you pray and ask God about it? And let's see a harvest. Just wanna finally just pray for you. Love you dearly. And um, wanna pray for you. And then we'll leave the details up on the screen so you can jot them down. And over the next few weeks, come on church, let's sow. Let's sow seed. Especially in a time when the rest of the world is holding back when the rest of the world is scared and nervous, I wanna put you back to Psalm 112. We don't fear bad news because we're favoured. We don't fear it. We don't hold back because things could go bad. No, 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 no. We sow seed. We sow seed even in a time of hardship because we're not free, fearful. Give according to what the Lord asks you to do. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much your word that I think you're preaching over our church. I think it's great. Thank you for your love that you have for every person. It's incredible. We know, Lord, that you give seed to the sower. Lord, I ask you, Lord God, would you make aware the seed that you would have sowed? 
Would you speak to our hearts right now? The Lord, that we could sow it. Lord God, with faith, with joy, knowing that You will bring a harvest. And Lord God, there'll be much more increase as a result of this in people's lives. But more importantly, I believe there'll be more trees on the riverbanks with fruit and leaves that don't wither as a result of this. We love you and we give you glory. In Jesus' Name, Amen. I'm just gonna leave the details on the screen for you just a little bit longer. You can also go to our website and check out uh, strongnation.church forward slash give and you can go in there. If you wanna you know, use PayPal or something like that, you can do that too. God bless you. Hope you have an incredible week. See you next week.